everyone. Welcome to Click Click Bang Bang, a photography podcast. It's 2020 and we are back. Mez, how are you doing? I'm good, man. 2020. Oh my God, what a round number. So look, I've just come back from Europe, not wanting to brag or anything. Yes, yeah, you've been away. It was pretty nice. What have you been up to? Well, you know, it's been pretty hectic here on the south coast of New South Wales. We have, we're on fire, basically, Toby. <laughs> so I saw from the news overseas. Yeah, 100%. We are legitimately on fire. And I think that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about the Australian bushfires. I think we are, because it's hit us all. It's hit everyone. It's, it's been around the world. So let's, uh, yeah. Let's get into it. As the year and the decade comes to an end, the country is burning. It's been labelled the worst fire season ever recorded, an apocalypse, a nightmare, and like looking into the gates of hell. So, yeah, bushfires. Look, uh, when I was away, honestly... when I first got, I guess I went away, what, early December? Yeah, yeah, um, early December. Now, I know these fires have been not raging, but started, what, October, November sort of time? Yeah, even like roughly. even earlier, especially in northern New South Wales. But being away and watching on the news was kind of weird, but really awful at the same time. I remember years ago I was back home during the tsunami mm. in uh, 2010, oh, was it? Arche. Something mm. like that. Yeah. And I remember seeing that uh, on the news and thinking, oh, my God, that's just awful. And I had the same feeling watching the fires, but kind of worse because it's your everything home. I was watching was so recognisable to me. Yeah. Blue Mountains, the whole of the South Coast. I'd driven that route from Melbourne with my mum and dad when they came to visit me, Yeah, you know, not long after I'd arrived in Australia. We'd been through some of the most beautiful parts of the country. Yeah. And to hear names like Eden and, and, and stuff like that was just, you know, being absolutely trashed by this goddamn yeah. fires was just heartbreaking. Yeah, it's devastating. Now, we're obviously down here, uh, you know, a little bit down the coast at your place, Miss. So, yeah, tell us what it's been like. Oh, it's been hectic, Tobes. Like, we've been really lucky here in northern Wollongong that we've been pretty safe for the moment. There's been a lot of smoke and stuff like that, but we've all just been so worried about the people down south. So, like for me, I've got a lot of friends down there. Growing up in Canberra, that's where everyone goes for holidays. Everyone has a coast house, Batemans Bay, Browley, Maruya, Naruma, Eden, Bega, Birmingham, mm. like everyone. Like I know every so many people that live down there. Yeah. And we've had friends that have lost houses, friends that have nearly lost houses, friends that are still evacuated. It's just absolutely insane. Yeah. And, you know, I we sort of, quote unquote, we lived through the Canberra fires in 02 and we were sort of in one of the worst hit suburbs and it was petrifying. But this is like unlike anything I have seen in my life. Yeah, it's the, genuinely scary. It's genuinely scary and it just feels like it's going to keep burning. Yeah, and I mean, even being in Sydney since, well, before I left and and since coming back, you know, we've obviously had some real smoke issues in, in Sydney. Oh, yeah, We've had time. these just days that are just yellow and just look like... Worst uh, air pollution in the world. Yeah, pretty much, and it's it feels like we're living on the set of Blade Runner or something because it's... It's crazy. The oddest light I've ever seen in my life. It's just Red insane. Sun, it's insane. Just awful. And, you know, some of the air quality issues, I've been speaking to some of my um, work contacts overseas in Singapore, and they've been... You know, they get pretty shitty air in in Asia and, and other parts of you yeah. know, India and places like that. But when you look at the numbers, like the air quality index numbers. Yeah, it's honestly, just next level. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Really awful. There's plenty of stats out there. We know that, you know, 27 or so 
yeah, uh, people have died and more than a billion animals, they're saying. Have been they killed. reckon, like, es- the early estimations are about one and a half billion animals. I mean, that's extraordinary. And, you know, we have so many rare and unique species yep. here that are nowhere else on the planet. And it's just absolutely heart. It's absolutely heartbreaking. Hmm. And a lot of these areas, yes, they might, they will regenerate, but some of them won't. They are so badly burned. Yeah. Old growth forests, just like the canopy. When the canopy burns, the forest dies. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's not just like ground fire. It's it's the full canopy. It's it's em- huge ember attacks of like rock and almost like a freaking volcano. Yeah. People are just like running for their lives. It's absolutely insane. Yeah, it's awful. And look, I'm going to South Australia this week for for some other work and that's been hit hard as well. You look at Kangaroo Island oh where they're saying God. half of the island has pretty much gone up in flames. Yeah. And that's somewhere I've been several times and it's a yeah. was a beautiful spot. And it's, you know, from a wildlife perspective, Kangaroo Island is... It's really unique and special. Well, they have a huge koala population there. And these are the koalas that are unaffected by the koala chlamydia, which is a huge problem on the mainland. And this population of koalas on on Kangaroo Island is like Australia's safety net koalas who aren't diseased. And they reckon they've lost 50,000. Yeah. It's unbelievable. It is shocking. You know, at the end of the show, we're going to... And we're in the show notes, we're going to give some links to places where people can donate if they can. Yeah. Um. You know, we Sean and I we donated to Wires. Um. We just, oh, we just the animals are heartbreaking. It's, yeah. It's fucking terrible. Yeah, it's you horrible. Know? But uh, some of the the ways that people are finding out about these fires. Uh, here in Australia and across the world, the number one way people are finding out is through still imagery. Yep. Some of the yep. footage and the stills photography that has come out of this situation has been honestly jaw-dropping. It has. It has. And it's, you know, bring this back to photography, obviously, because this is a photography podcast it after all. Is. And we'll try and not keep it too down and depressing yeah, and I stuff. Think, but like, yeah, I think, yeah, let's keep it. talk about yeah. the quality of some of this work because, honestly, it's extraordinary. When you think yes. about... When you look at these photos, I guess a lot of people that aren't perhaps photographers will look at these pictures and go, oh, my God, that's really bad, that's really bad, without really thinking about the position that the photographer has put him or herself in yes. to get that image. Now, some of these guys are... And gals, and gals. And gals are just... Guys is like gals as well, isn't it? It is, but, you know, <laughs> guys and gals. Whatever. Um, some of the positions they put themselves in, uh, like, honestly... Life-threatening. Absolutely life-threatening, and you just think... Holy shit. Like- yeah. I think a really good example of, of that is the Australian photographer Nick Moi. Yeah. I'm assuming that's how you moi, say it. Moi. Moi. <laughs> moi, moi. I want more of moi. moi. Yeah, absolutely. He is phenomenal. He shoots for SMH and he, I think he shoots freelance as well. Yeah. But he mo- he's chief photographer for the Sydney Morning Herald. And he's sort of known for like his extreme weather photography. Yeah, he's a wild weather man. Yeah. Now this could be kind of like, if you want to just, if you guys want to check out his Instagram right now, so you can kind of see what we're talking about. He's at namepix without an E. So at N-A-M-P-I-X at Nampix. And, you know, just get on your Instagram right now and look him up or your Twitter. And you can see what we're talking about here with some of his images. Yeah. So yeah, he's known for like extreme weather photography, and and he kind of like really is in there. He is, and he's actually his work was some of the first that I saw uh, in relation to these most recent bushfires. And honestly, the, the, I think there's one shot that sticks in my head, and it's it's of this huge, huge fire, um, and. Uh, 
you know, in the foreground, I think there's a fire truck driving away. Um, and it's just, it's a wall of flame. And oh, it's yeah. absolutely terrifying. And one of the things that strikes me when I hear about these things is when people talk about bushfires is they always talk about the, the noise and the sound of, of fires, which yeah. you can't really appreciate in, in a lot of, you know, the coverage. But this photo you could almost hear it it was that it was that scary you know you look at this photo there's a silhouette of a, of a fire truck yeah uh, I assume driving away from what looks like an absolutely terrifying blaze yeah there's embers flying all over the place the tops of the trees are just engulfed in flames Unbelievable. the whole thing just looks like a scene from from hell or something like that and to think that Nick was standing there in mm. God knows what kind of heat and wind and all the rest of it, embers flying around all yeah. over the place, clicking away like a madman. Yeah. It's just astonishingly brave work. And he, uh, usually he wears a GoPro on his head. And I think of this scene, this is out near Braidwood, I think. This is the um, Green Wattle Creek fire. He has video footage of his helmet of mm. when this huge, like the wind changed and this it kind of came to them and almost over them. Yeah. And I think he was with Dean Saul at the time and they just like ran. Just ran like crazy. And the, you know what they call crowning when the tops of the trees, you know, start to like explode. take off. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. It's That's just unbelievable. And for, for him in though that kind of situation to be obviously shit scared, <laughs> running a lot, um, on adre- like pumped up on adrenaline, but to be able to still capture things so eloquently, yeah. it's just like next level. He's just running on pure like intuition in those moments, yeah. and his his work is outstanding. And I think he has really helped bring these stories to to people's living rooms and to really show this is what's going on yeah. and this is the intensity and like people are dying out here this is really full on yeah i think what's what's unique about his work perhaps more so than than some of the other people that we'll talk about today is it's just so intimate oh totally and he knows the area he's shooting and he's from you know he grew up in the in the blue mountains i believe in around bilpin and, and that sort of area yeah so he's he's got a personal connection to a lot of these places that are just being you know ruined by fire and that's gotta hurt um but you know the the documentation that he's been able to do is truly phenomenal and really does put you in there and and makes you realize how awful this really is yeah and he uses people a lot like he will photograph people in these situations to help bring context of what you know these people are living through and trying to survive yeah, there's one, uh, I think the um, the Fairfax guys put out a little photo essay last week, I think. You, know, you, you sent it to me on a, on a link and, yeah. you know, it's a collection of pretty much everyone's work out there. And there's one that struck me that uh, that Nick took uh, where he kind of talks about the, the the mental effects that this is having on, on not just him but everybody as well. Yes. He's taken a photo of a bunch of... Uh, a bunch of fireys basically sitting exhausted on the back of their truck mm-hmm. watching a, a local uh, fruit shop, I think, go up in flames in, in Bilpin, oh. which is where he's from. And Nick Nick says, you know, uh, he, he, he describes the scene and, and how, you know, he grew up there and he's got a lot of friends in the rural fire service who've been fighting these, these blazes. And he remembers this particular shot and talks about, you know, uh, a locally loved fruit shop that went up into flames. And he says, quote, for me, that was the end of an era. And that's where I emotionally broke. Far out. And that's the thing too, like 
him him being in these situations and the other photographers being in these situations what that's doing to them physically emotionally mentally it's it's taken everything it's not just mm. showing up for work taking photos ducking for cover and going yep. emotionally invested in the in people's in people's lives that they're photographing and him you know being uh, connected to that area that he's photographing too and the emotional toll that's having on yeah, him must be just huge yeah absolutely you know there's definitely going to be a level of PTSD or something yeah. along those lines that these guys are going to have like to I just like really want to buy with. him a beer. <laughs> yeah. Nick, just get him out of there for a week. go you know? for like, a beer. Come to the gong. Yeah. Who else have you been looking at, Miz? Uh, so the next guy I've been checking out is a photographer named Matthew Abbott. He He's probably, I would say, he's taken probably the most iconic photograph of of this whole kind of f- fucked up situation. He's been shooting for New York Times quite yep. a lot and um, – he took and as soon as I describe it, everyone's gonna know the photo. He <laughs> took this amazing photo of this this house is going up in flames in a residential street, and I mean, like it is fully engulfed. And he captures this quick moment where a kangaroo is jumping down the street in front of the house, and the kangaroo is like perfectly silhouetted behind the flame in yeah. front of the flames. Yeah, and it was on the front cover of New York Times. Yeah, and that photo's gone. All around the world, says everything, doesn't yeah, it? and it will be the photo, the iconic photograph to come out of this whole situation that will keep people remembering. Mm. And I think that photograph, and this is the flip side of all of this as well. A lot of these images are the images that are rallying people to fund, to donate, to fundraise, yep. and to pay closer attention than we may normally do when situations arise like this. Oh yeah, and yeah. I think that photograph really hits at the heart of of people and. His Instagram is um, at Matt Abbott Photo. If you guys want to check it out, yeah. his work is just next level. Yeah, it's in- incredible. And I think you know, if we we're going to pull some positives out of all this devastation and, and hideous environmental destruction, I think it's the fact that you know the work that these guys are doing. I feel like uh, they've created a tipping point in a way for the conversations around oh, yes. climate change and yes. and all you know all the deniers coming out and all the rest of that I feel like that's getting shut down quite more but a lot more easily than it was in the past I think so um because you look at this this work that these guys are doing and you you, you watch the news reports and all the all the TV reporters that are out there, everybody that's out there doing a fantastic job of bringing these stories back to us. Yeah, and uh, and I'll just quickly add, and the RFS, because they yes. actually take a lot of photos and video themselves. Yeah, some of yeah. the video from their fire trucks has been... Unbelievable. Fucking... Ugh, oh, insane. Really scary. Yeah. Um, but I feel like it's had a positive impact in terms of, you know, people are starting to realise that, hey, we've got a fucking serious problem here. Yeah. We need to... Take action. And, yeah, and this is like where photography comes into play here to help tell these stories to the world, to get people to realise what's going on. And, you know, even a broader topic, this is how important newspaper photography is. Yeah. And when you sack people and when you don't have a good set of photographers on staff, you are not going to get the same kind of visual language no. that's being produced here. Yeah, exactly right. And, you know, a lot of the best st- the best photographs are coming out of publications like New York Times, like the SMH, like The Guardian, who are semi-still investing in permanent photographers. Yeah, 
Yeah, which is incredibly important, I agree. Yeah. Matt has this other photo on his Instagram of this car that is just melt, literally melted. Yeah, I remember that one. And it's just like the paintwork and the metal is running, trickling down like a river from this yeah, car. Yeah, it's like the rims of the wheel have just liquidated. Oh and, yeah, it's yeah and that's the thing. It's not all just like flame and fury a lot of what these photographers are going in and capturing as well is the aftermath yep. and the people yep. the people who uh, have evacuated the firefighters who are physically uh, you know exhausted who are fighting these fires it, they're not just going out there and getting the you know you know the action shot yeah. it's they're telling these visual stories from start to finish to yep. help people empathize and understand what's really going on yeah they're doing an incredible job But, you know, we talked about Matt and we talked about Nick, but I'm just going to rattle off a few other photographers that people can go and check out because obviously we do not have enough time to talk about all these amazing, <laughs> the amazing work that's coming out of yeah. this horrible freaking tragedy. So I'm going to rattle off some. So Dean Sewell, he was with, uh, represented by Oculi. I think he's a founding member of Oculi. Yep. He's been shooting for SMH, and I, I think, on and off. And he, some of his work, he's always with Nick. They're always together. His work is unbelievable. Yeah, he's so great. go check him out. His uh, what's his handle? His handle is uh, Dean underscore Sewell, S-E-W-E-L-L. So that's his Insta. He's fantastic. James Brickwood, look, again, he's a star photographer at the Sydney Morning Herald and the Financial Review. He's a member of Oculi. He is at James Brickwood uh, on your Instagram, and some of his work's just, like, next level. <laughs> uh, and oh, good old Mike Bowers. Yay! So people would know Mike from Talking Pictures on Insiders. So he, him and Alex Ellinghausen, they're kind of like normally the guys in Canberra at Parley House. They've both been out capturing some of the fires in and around Canberra and in the Snowy Mountains. Mike was down in Adaminibi, which is where my family's from originally. And we've had huge, massive fires down there. And I actually messaged him and I was like, Mike, because we have some heritage listed huts. My family, we own two huts in the Kosciuszko. Yes. So yeah, my grandfather and my great uncle built them and they're in the middle of the fire ground. And I was like, Mike, have you heard anything? And he's like, I'll find out. So like <laughs> he's in the middle of this shit storm. <laughs> And he's like, I'll see what I can find out. Like, what a legend, Good right? Such a legend. But so, yeah, he's been photographing down there and some of the work is scary. It's actually really scary, yeah, some of the stuff yeah. he's done. So Mike Bowers, um, he, what is he? He is at Mike P. Bowers on Instagram. Their Twitters are all the same handles too and they're all really good. And uh, obviously Alex Ellinghausen, he is at El Alex Ellinghausen. You can check all these links on our show notes. Also, Kate Garrity's been down there recently. Oh, yeah? So, uh, like, people will know her. She's, like, probably, like, the best Australian photojournalist. Yeah, yeah. Like, she's incredible. Yeah, full stop. Yeah. She's, no, you know, known for shooting war photography and stuff yep. like that mostly. But she's, at towards the end of sort of the devastation, She's she's been down there capturing people and sort of the aftermath of everything going on. Same with Andrew Quitley. Uh, people might know him from his shoots in Afghanistan. He yep. lives there. He's come back and he's shot a lot of stuff down in Eden and Bega area. Go and check out these people's works. And look, remember, you know, if, you, if you're a publication out there and you want to use some of these works, contact the photographers, contact yes. their agencies and, and get permission and uh, Yeah, and please pay. give them some credit because they deserve it. Yeah, and there's been a lot, you know, especially with the photograph of the kangaroo from, from Matt, there's been a lot of people, you know, using it without permission. So, yeah. you know, that's a whole other story. And yeah. Oh, and Stephen DuPont's been down there too. Oh, really? Yeah, towards the end. And he's doing a little bit more stuff about like talking to people, cap, you know, who've been affected and, and yeah. stuff like that. So, yeah. 
Um, speaking of, of where we can send people to sort of help yes. uh, in any way, obviously one thing you can do to start with is, is check out all of this work and we'll put we'll links, have all these links, links yeah. and Instagram uh, addresses for, for all of these incredible photographers out there so you can go and check out their work. So do that first. Get a... You know, give yourself a, a a heart attack looking at all this. You know, yeah, really dreadful. Yeah, but at the same time, incredible images and and stuff that's going to you know stick with us for as long as we live. I, I suspect. But you know, let's let's talk about how we can sort of help as well. Yeah. Well, look, you can donate, get your money out. People don't want goods anymore. <laughs> yeah. Too many. Too many things. Too many is things not are helping being, anyone. No. And actually, I I saw a report on the ABC of um. You know, people. I think it was a representative from Vinnie's and stuff like that saying this is this is the next the next wave after the fires are gone that yeah. they have to deal with is getting rid of all the shit that people have brought down there to donate that they actually don't fucking need. No, they need money. They need money. Cold hard cash is what they need. They need it. So you could look. Uh, we, like I said, Sean and I, we donated to Wires that they come in um, and they help all the sort of injured animals. Wise.gov.au, I think, will chuck it up. Wise are a really, really good organisation to donate to. And, yes, they're government-funded, but no, not a lot. They still <laughs> require lots of private donations. Yep. Uh, you can donate directly to the RFS. Yep. So I think that's rfs.gov.au. But, um, we'll honestly, we'll chuck all these up uh, on our Insta and in our show notes. What, what are some others, Tobes? Uh, that's, that's, those are pretty much the ones that I've, I've looked at as well. There's obviously a lot of... There's like the Red Cross, which the is Red Cross. fine. Uh, we won't go into that. I, yeah. I think I think you should donate to the RFS or something wildlife. I don't... I, I think they're the more effective ones. And they're on the front line. They're, they're, on they're the, the front ones line. that really need uh, as yeah. much assistance as they can get. We all know, you know, the, the majority of the rural fire service is voluntary as well. They're not, yes. you know, these guys aren't getting paid. They're no. just putting their lives on the line for... For nothing, really. For nothing, yeah. And they're exhausted and they need breaks and they need more people to come and help. They need more trucks. They need... More equipment, more face masks. There's even been some reports from some of the smaller um, fire stations saying, you know, we need a new computer, we need a printer. Those kinds of little things that don't cost much yeah um you know one donation would sort that out yeah uh, exactly just simple little things that will help them do their job and and keep us all yeah. safe and god bless them really yeah exactly food bank are doing a good job they're yes. out there getting food to people they're doing a great job yeah there's a lot of places have been cut off and can't get supplies yep. in so that's been good and one i want to mention in particular is the kangaroo island wildlife park yes so we, we talked about kangaroo island before and these guys so they run like a wildlife park there but they've also they've turned into like a triage unit basically yep. right now and the army are helping them yeah. and they're going out and they're finding all the koalas and the kangaroos and all the other kind of animals that have survived and they're setting up these huge like on-site hospitals to try and care for all these koalas and mm. kangaroos mm. so we'll chuck their info up there they've got a gofundme campaign going on as well and that that's like boots on the ground what you donate is going straight to them to yeah. help those animals yeah so get on there and give guys please and again we're going to chuck all the donation links up yes. in the show notes People Please can go give. there, donate. Honestly, like we can't even express to you how much help people need. Yeah, be generous as you can, guys. Yeah, and we just hope that everyone down on the South Coast stays super safe and in Victoria and in South Australia and in freaking Queensland and, and WA. in Canberra, everywhere. Because everything's everywhere. burning. I'm sorry, but yeah. we're on fire. It's terrible. It's kind of uh, not good, but it's, the fact that Canberra got smashed is kind of where all the pollies are and you kind of think, you know. But it didn't really. Well, no, but I mean, like in terms of the smoke and all that sort of oh. stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, like they've yeah. had oh, some really, man. they've had some shit out air quality. They have. There. And I kind of think, Is I know they're, they're not even there because it's bloody holidays, obviously, yeah, but yeah. it's kind of, you kind of think. They're coming back soon. You know, I think sitting of, week is next week. Is there, is there some sort of karma? Possibly. <laughs> These guys have been, 
you know, at the heart of why we're where we are. 150%. Unbelievable dickheads. I know, but this is not a political podcast. Oh, yeah. This is a This is a photography, photography podcast. podcast. So, yeah, check out and support those photographers. Um, check out their work. Get donating. And we'll be back next week. Yeah. Well, not next wait. week. Like, two weeks. We'll be back. We'll be back. We'll be back for more for the whole year. Yeah, we've got lots of good stuff coming up this year, so stay tuned. And yeah, click, click, bang, bang. Photography podcast. See you soon. Click, click, bang, bang, a photography podcast is produced by Meredith Schofield and Toby Farage. Hey, that's us. It is us. And I also do the editing. And Mez, you look after the engineering side of things, I guess. Yeah, like sort of, yeah. (laughs) Sort of, kind of, sort of. Yeah. And uh, there's a bunch of other people who have kind of helped us to get this thing up and away. Indeed. Like our amazing branding was designed by dingdingding.co, a.k.a. your better half, Tobes. Definitely my better half. And the fabulous music you're hearing in the background let's just have a little bit more of a listen there yeah that's Mm. it composed by our good friend simon filiuzzi a legend so good how good is that music tobe so good so so good so good and look remember you can subscribe to this podcast everywhere yep send us your comments and ideas for the show and please don't forget to rate us it really helps others discover us you can check us on the socials at ccbb podcast we'll see you soon see ya Get that going. <laughs> love a good uh, click mm, track. Mm, love that click. Uh, love uh, that click. Uh, One, two, three. Well, four. look at your sound wave compared to mine. You've got such a high, peaky voice. Thanks. Well, you're very, like, rumbling. Mine's very. You're very rumbling. I might put you up just a smidge. What do you think about that? <laughs> you can do some How do we... ASMR. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my god we can make, when we, we get can our make, lunch we can do it we can make so much money oh my god it's disgusting <laughs>